Hello, and welcome to the third and final podcast in Fort Scales Cybersecurity Awareness Month podcast series. I'm Bill Bozen. I will be the moderator of today's talk, and today we will focus on building the next generation of cyber professionals. We'll discuss the increasing demand for properly trained cybersecurity professionals in dealing with data breach responses. Our panelists, once again, are Fort Scale CEO Edon Tendler, and we also welcome Editor-in-Chief Byron Akihito, Third Certainty Editor-in-Chief Byron Akihito. Thanks to both of you for joining us once again. Thanks, Bill. Uh, thank you, Bill. This is Byron. Glad to be here. You know, there's been much written about the cybersecurity jobs and skills shortage. Uh, Byron, let's start with you. You know, how big of a problem is this? Uh, I'd say it's a, a pretty big, robust problem. Uh, there was a recent uh, global survey of information security professionals conducted by ISC2, Information Systems Security Certification Consortium. And uh, what it showed was that uh, 62% of companies have a shortfall in security professionals, and the trend is going the wrong way. That's up from 56% in 2013. So sort of the numbers behind that is by 2020, uh, it's estimated that uh, we'll need 6 million InfoSec professionals globally, but they're at you know, the, what's known now is that there will only be 4.5 million available, so like a 1.5 million shortfall in, in talent. Um, since the government governments tend to pay less, governments may be hurt more than, you know, the private sector. So that's, you know, sort of a good metric of uh, the scale of the problem. I, 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 th I think it resonates as true. Those, those are staggering statistics. Uh, yeah, so we're going to have this big short. We already have the shortage. It's getting larger. Uh, so, what skills should aspiring security analysts focus on on developing? What do we need the most? Well, I, this is Byron, and I think it's pretty much across the board. Uh, you know, everything from grunt work to you know forensic technique to you know high end analytics. Uh, of, of the data that's captured and now can be captured, uh, including, uh, you know, behavior, user behavior analysis data. Uh, the tools, as we discussed earlier, are improving. There's, there's, they're more user-friendly, more accessible. Uh, but I think, you know, the one thing that's always needed is uh, critical thinking. That, I mean, that's the key ingredient. So, you know, hopefully... Uh, there's some things in the works which we can discuss to, to hopefully uh, mitigate the problem, make make this prof you know the security profession more attractive uh, to young people. I think that really is one of the keys. You know, Idan, uh, let me ask you uh, kind of the same question. Uh, in your profession and your your particular business, are there are there very specific skill sets that that you have a hard time? acquiring or, or finding or you see as a, as a big gap? What, what are the things, the new technology that, that uh, our specialists need to focus on? Uh, well, Bill, I believe uh, uh, it's exactly this. It's the, 
I, I would call it uh, data mining technologies or data mining techniques and best practices. Um, today, everybody, and especially security analysts, are bombarded with data, with uh, lots of alerts, tons of products, tons of threats and, and potential breaches, and they need to, to find themselves um, in all this mess of data. And data means tons of false positives, and now you're not uh, effective as you could be. Uh, I believe the, 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 one of the most important skills that security analysts have to have is data mining skills. Uh, and they need to know to ask the right questions on the data. What data do I collect today? Uh, what kind of data am I not collecting today? And why is that? And what do I store actually? And for how long? It's not enough to collect the data. If you need to run sophisticated analytics on the data, you need to run analytics on historical data. So you need to ask yourself, how long uh, do I have data? What, uh, what is the a time frame that I collect, and how, how can I get more of the data? And what kind of queries can I ask on my data in order to find anomalies or to find interesting events? And how do I react to the results? Uh, this uh, event is very, very interesting. For example, this user had an access that uh, uh, he didn't have in the past, but it's not in interesting for me. So how do I get my feedback back to the system so now the next query will be more accurate. How can I visualize uh, results so I will see them uh, faster and in more in brighter way? And these kind of questions uh, analysts should know how to ask and they should have the techniques and know-how and of course tools to, uh, to know how to play with data. Let, let's talk about uh... Students, those who are just contemplating entering a career in uh, in information security, uh, you know, what what information or advice can you give them as they begin this career that, that might help them? Uh, let's start with you, Edon, and then Byron. If you want to comment, that would be great. Uh, Bill, they need to know a lot. <laughs> it's uh, uh, challenging, but uh, they need not only to know security and to understand technologies and uh, lots of ways and techniques and tools today that uh, security teams are using. But they also need to know how the attacker thinks like. They need to think out of the box. They need to even simulate attacks by themselves so they will understand the challenges and the uh, cool ways attackers are using in order to infiltrate and to exfiltrate from enterprises. And they need to know the best of breed of technologies and also the future technologies like big data and Hadoop and machine learning. Uh, and, and they need uh, uh, to put themselves also in the hat of the CISO. And he has different challenges like how to uh, uh, prioritize threats and risks and solutions. And they need also to think uh, like him in order to be uh, very effective in what they do. On another level, I think something that is, gets lost and could be promoted more to the young people is that this is a cool career. I mean, especially for smart kids that are online and playing video games and getting, you know, whatever rewards they are because they're playing a certain character. Guess what? You can actually get into the security 
uh, game on the good guy's side and, you know, be part of an elite community of, you know, the top analysts or shoot to become that and, you know, get all kinds of uh, accolades and rewards in terms of in the community, you know, being known for helping. Uh, I'd say there's probably uh, maybe a couple hundred really top-level security analysts that I've been following over the last 15 years, and uh, those guys are rock stars, and they do cool stuff, and they travel all around the world, and, you know, they and, and when they go home at night, they know they've done good. And, uh, a, you know, several of them, if not a lot of them, at one point in time could have gone over to the dark side, but for whatever reason, due to their upbringing or whatever reason, they turned to the good side. So really, it is a, it is a real-life crucial war that really affects our, all of our society. And, you know, if some of this needs to be supported oh, and is being supported, you know, at, uh, at the state and federal level, and especially at the corporate level uh, and the academic level, you know, the whole notion of uh, STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math being promoted. So there are efforts in this regard, but um, if we could just get across to the young people that this is a really cool career and, you know, the numbers that I cited at the top where there's going to be a 1.5 million shortfall in professionals in a few years from now, well, what that means is the pay is pretty darn good, too. And, you know, there is sort of a graying of uh, the current group of professionals. I think uh, that same survey I cited showed the uh, average ages in the early to mid-40s. So, we're going to need, we're definitely going to be in desperate need of, a, you know, the next generation of uh, rock star uh, security professionals. So, you know, it's, I don't know how we get that message across, but I think there are good programs that are doing it. One is called the Cyber Patriot High School Program that puts on these uh, attack exercises and then, you know, they end up in D.C. every year, uh, different schools competing and so forth. So there are stuff in the works. It just, you know, we need more of that. You know, Byron, you're so right. It, it really is a cool career. And uh, not only is it fascinating to watch and to see, and but it's got a very fulfilling uh, feeling about it. You know that you're, anybody involved in cybersecurity and fighting cybercrime uh, goes home at night after a, perhaps a long, hard day, but uh, feeling good that they're really making a difference in the world because we, we really need it. Um, so, uh, Idan, your organization has developed a very innovative user behavior analytics solution. You know, what skills do your team members have that result in this new kind of new generation of security thinking? You know, you, you mentioned, uh, I think, Hadoop, machine learning, et cetera. Are, are there more of those very specific skills that that uh, folks should be, be seeking? So, yeah, uh, our team has, uh, I would say, unique uh, uh, mix of skills and experience. And, and you have to have these uh, skills if you want to develop uh, uh, an effective and a cool user behavior analytics solution. And it's a combination of several things. Uh, you know, first of all, it's uh, experience in security. And we have guys that were analysts in their past, so they understand security. We have guys that are more experts in forensics and investigation of events. So they know how to take data, how to take log data, and uh, drill down and investigate and to find interesting insights in it. So they could also provide us uh, interesting insights about how to catch bad guys. 
we have experts in machine learning and in algorithms. Some of them, they actually don't have any experience in security. They are experts in getting uh, or finding the needle in a needle's haystack. Uh, and once they are sitting in the same room with the security experts, now you're getting interesting innovation. And uh, as you mentioned, we also have experts in Hadoop infrastructure and technologies. So these guys uh, know how to build scalable infrastructure and products to support uh, the analytics that the others are inventing. Uh, but you know, the one common thing that we um, require for, from all our team members is to think out of the box and to be innovative. Uh, because the technologies and the best practices of the past are not necessarily relevant for the future. So everyone in Fortscale needs to think out of the box and to think of a new thing that we didn't do in the past so we could do it in the future. You know, and, and uh, yeah, it's so right that, uh, you know, every day changes and every second changes in the cybersecurity world. And, you know, Byron, you mentioned that these... Uh, these analysts, you know, they're like rock stars, and these are obviously seasoned veterans in the in the field. But uh, you know, obviously, they still need to to work to stay ahead in their in their field. And you know, what what do even seasoned analysts need to do to stay to stay up to date? How do they do that? The good ones, you know, I I, I would suppose stay open minded and uh, you know don't get just caught up in their own specialty and. And are you know constantly follow where the attackers are going. Uh, you know, for instance, now it's into the mobile arena, so there's a lot of good work being done there. And then, but you can also drill down, you know, into the data mining aspect and into the uh, inside the data centers. All right. So in this series of podcasts, we've discussed how the new digital world has enabled both the proliferation of cybercrime and uh, and the fight against it. So as we wrap up. Let's discuss the most important steps an organization can take to, to start taking advantage of the new generation of tools to fight cybercrime. So let's wrap up with the question, same question for both of you. Byron, you know, what are two or three things you would recommend an organization do first to get up to speed with the new generation of cybercrime prevention tools? Well, you know, the only thing I can do, Bill, is kind of address it from a from a very high level. Um, there definitely is great technology, but it's not just about technology. I think you you know this is might be a you know a little cliche, but I, I, I've heard it around, but I think it's true. You really you have to uh, you know the, each organization has to address it from the top down, and it's really about. Uh, the technology, but also about your people and about your processes. You can't leave out any of those three legs of the stool, so to speak. And you just go about it uh, systematically, and uh, you know, keeping and and you know, at a real basic level, I think this is happening and has to happen more. Uh, information security has to be made. Uh, you know, part of the business model, not just an addendum to the technology budget. Uh, and each organization has to come to that realization, uh, in a, you know, on their own. And I think it's 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 going to happen just because, as, as we've discussed in these podcasts, 
the threat is definitely real. Uh, it's definitely growing, uh, and the bad guys are definitely innovating, and there's lots of easy paths for them. So they're going to go where the easy paths remain. And if you if you take an approach of making security uh, a priority, then you're not going to be on the easy path. You're going to be a little harder to attack. So the bad guys will just, like water, they'll drift around you and, and go toward the organizations that are not, you know, making security uh, a priority. Thank you, Byron. Idan, we'll conclude with your response to the same question. Uh, you know, what are the two or three things you would recommend an organization do first to get up to speed with the, the new generation of cybercrime prevention tools? Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, uh, I would recommend them to think differently and to, as Byron mentioned, to uh, be open-minded, to think like the attacker and to understand that uh, we all need to adopt new technologies and new ways to catch the bad guy. I believe the second thing is that they would need to uh, seriously test and consider behavioral analytics of all kinds uh, because uh, behavioral analytics are going to be the next and they are already, they're definitely going to be the next big thing in uh, getting visibility into malicious activity. And the third thing I would suggest, and actually uh, it's not something I suggest, it's the thing that we learn from the customers. We all learn it together. It's a new thing for all of us. And this is the focus on the users. Uh, the user-centric approach in security uh, is only the beginning, but it's going to be very very big and, and, and meaningful to the security team. And I suggest everybody to, to uh, take a close look at, at these technologies and methods. Thank you. And with that, uh, we'll end. We've reached the uh, conclusion of this podcast. So, Idan, Byron, thank you once again for your thoughts on cybersecurity throughout this entire series. And thank you, everyone, for, for tuning in. You can find all the podcasts on the FortScale SoundCloud profile at HTTPS colon backslash backslash soundcloud.com slash fortscale, as well as on the Fortscale Insider blog at fortscale.com slash blog. I'm Bill Bozen. Thank you for listening.